This episode of East Coast Lifestyles is brought to you by Shen Naturals. Shen Naturals is a local PEI cosmetics company that infuses its products with traditional Chinese medicine herbs. Their first product is a natural organic soap that's infused with a 10 herb formula for strengthening qi and blood in the body. Qi being the energy your body uses to do what it does. Check out Shen Naturals at shennaturals.com to find a list of stores that sell it. All right, well, here we are. Uh, this is the first inaugural episode of East Coast Lifestyle. Um, I'm joined here with my guest, Ryan Gallant. Um, I guess a little bit about what I'm starting here or what I, why I want to do this podcast is is that I've recently moved to Prince Edward <clears throat> Island in the last few years and I'm a, an acupuncturist by trade. Um, I work a lot with um, trauma and emotional mental health stuff and stand-up comedy kind of became my kind of outlet. I started going to a few different shows around town and then kind of got the nerve to get up on stage and then just telling stories really kind of became a an outlet for me to 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 get the weight of things off my chest and through doing that I've made friends with a variety of different comics and kind of noticed that there's really something special here in in PEI specifically but the East Coast in general in the stand-up comedy world. And and I think there's a there's a balloon that's kind of slowly blossoming. And I, I think we're we're gonna get to a point where a lot of the people around here are gonna be known on a on a much larger scale. Oh, I didn't know that's where you're going with that metaphor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Typically balloons burst and uh, everyone ends up hurt. So uh, hopefully the opposite of that. Uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I guess, um, we've, we've haven't known each other for that long, but, um, how long have you been in the, in the standup? I'm game? sorry. What's your name again? Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam. Right. Did yes. I, did I even say that? <laughs> I should have. I think you did, but, uh, you know, in one ear, out the other uh, headphone. Um, story of my life. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Start that again. Uh, how long have um, you been doing stand-up? November 2017 to okay. the present. So so quite a while. Yeah, it's, you yeah. know, the years have been racking up. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, <clears throat> it's been a roller coaster. It's been uh, uh, a process, you know, finding your voice and, um, you know, trying to get better. And... Um, learning along the way a lot of pain you know <laughs> you, you, you never forget your first bomb oh, <laughs> i i find or the next one or the next you don't remember you don't forget they, any of them really they all sting um, horribly the, yeah yeah I, they really make you question your value to um earth <laughs> so uh, you know i don't recommend it but it can be very rewarding on the other side of it so um we keep doing it and uh, you're going to keep doing it, and you're going to... The highs and lows are echoes of each other, just, yeah. you know. I well, I guess, like, most normal people find um, public speaking to be one of the most terrifying experiences of their life. Mm -hmm. What what was it that kind of made you think, I want to do this for fun and hopefully a career? I didn't. A friend of mine... Um, Dave Hicks, who uh, he basically started me on this path because he was wanting to do it, and uh, there wasn't really a scene here yet, and um, and uh, we work within the mental health community, and uh, he's done a lot of like community work in Toronto, so he he moved here a few years back too, mm -hmm. um, and he he found this um, this program out west, like it was online. Uh, chronicled online, it was about this this um, uh, I forget what they were, but like a group of of, of uh, mental health advocates, like who are you know 
part of the community and they got together in this comedian program, like this amateur stand-up comic program. I think it was like in BC, it might have been. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so basically they, they got together and, 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 and trained under this guy who had was running it. And um, he like, he put together like weeks of like, uh, of meetings to like build their material and just all the basic stuff you yeah. do as a comic to begin with. And the cool thing about it was that it was, there's was no, there wasn't a lot of pressure to kind of like, to do it smoothly. Yeah, yeah. And to like get it all down pat, like you're a professional theater performer or something. Like the, tr- the fun part of it was that we all got cue cards if we wanted them and we all wanted them. Yes. <laughs> there's no, you know, when you're starting out and you, you're faced with that crowd for the first time, you don't. Your mind goes blank. Yeah, your mind goes blank. It still goes blank for me. And this is five years or whatever, six years now. Uh, you know, that can still happen if I'm not on the ball. So, yeah, so he showed me this video of these um, these people who, who did this, and they put on this show. They dressed up, did everyone want everything. They invited a lot of people in the community to it, and uh, they were great. Like, there was some who were like, man, I hope they're still doing it to this day. And uh, they were, like, really funny. And But you can see some of them were just, like, like reading off the cards or whatever, because whatever. So our group, we ended up doing the same thing. Dave ran it and, and trained and, you know, guided us all through it. And uh, that started in, I think, September 2017, end of August, something like that, where he started putting it together. And then we spent, like, three days a week maybe uh, for a couple hours each, just building material, you know, throwing around ideas or whatever, and uh, and building our sets, <clears throat> which were only, you know, five, seven, ten minutes. It depends, you know, if we went above or or below, it didn't really matter. You know, there was only like six of us or something. So, uh, yeah. So he uh, he had us train for that for a show on November. 25th or something like that. I don't okay. remember these dates. Yeah, you're November like, 25th, 2017. Like an almanac, you got. <laughs> and we did it at the uh, the guild in the basement, like the art space. Yeah. And uh, like all our friends and family and, and stuff came out. And uh, it was a great room. And uh, it went great. Like, it went fine. Like, like if I look back on it now, I'm like, I see, I see where it's like where I started and where I can kind of, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not one to, you know, give myself any credit if I can help it but you know I, I have gotten better at least in, in six years so I would yeah it's kind of interesting how it's like you when you start it's like you really or at least my process was I rigidly wrote every thing and I had to memorize it and you know go down the list and like word for word the way I whatever and to some degree I still kind of structure jokes like that to begin with but I'm a little more fluid and flexible about it do you find like I've heard it described before as kind of your your set is like a river and you're floating down the river and with some level of experience you can who told you this this. (laughs) I've just been googling how to be funny okay and (laughs) someone's given talking at a school here and and, and they say that that kind of going down a, a a side stream you can as long as you know your way back to the main river, yeah, it, it kind of turns into that. Yeah, and you start getting less in your head the longer you go on. It's not the end of the world if you do flub uh, a punchline or if you lose your way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you start building more and more material, and you can kind of just start weaving it um, every which way. That's kind of where I'm at right now, where I've built up this uh, library, I guess is a good word, of, yeah. um, of a bunch of bits... And, you know, not all of them work as well as other ones, but I like mixing and matching because it all depends on the audience. Yeah. And I'm finding that out even now. Like, I'm still learning that, you know, if I have a uh, this catalog that I can kind of plumb from, um, that, uh, like, if I'm on a... <laughs> so I do a lot of pop culture stuff. Yeah. And here's a, here's a hard lesson I learned last year to show... Uh, I won't say where it was. I won't put them on the spot because it was it was my fault. But whatever. Um, it was a. I started doing this bit about Batman, 
Okay. And I'm like, and I started off with like, uh, all right, who here is a fan of Batman? And just by the nature Silence. of the room, I sh- yes, I, sh- I should have known better. I'm like, I, I shouldn't have done it. Afterwards, I'm like, you idiot. Never give him an option. No, and, but I'm, I kind of got resentful about it. And I'm like, okay. guess what? I'm doing my Batman stuff. And I'm like, this is going horribly anyway. Yeah. Which is, you know, someone uh, who's a pro and, and knows, and he's been around, you know, talk to me about it afterwards. He's like, no, 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 you got to... <laughs> You can't like if they're paying like <clears throat> you got to give them something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to that person. Yeah. Um, um, I won't name him. Is whatever. <laughs> but, that's uh, okay. That's okay. You'll get them at some point. Probably. I'd say we'll bleep them out, but I don't want to have to scrub back through yeah. and figure it out. I don't know people. what the rules are for shout out people, except I shouted out Dave. So hey, yeah, Dave, how you doing? Right. Um, uh, he's great. Um, yeah, he's like you have to give the audience something and like he, he made a point like you have stuff like you could have pivoted to whatever you don't have to like go down with the ship like you can yeah and maybe I couldn't have turned it around it's probable that I probably wouldn't have like that room in particular was not really yeah into anything we were doing that night but I could have made more of an effort and so you kind of learn you know you read the room it's very true like they say they say it as a like as a matter of course, but you don't really understand it until you're in that situation where it's like, oh shit, that's not working. That's not, by the way, what, what is our cursing? Oh, right you here? can say whatever you I want. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Um, hello, Spotify. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a wake up call for me. Like, even this far into however long I've been doing it. Yeah. Like, um, and I guess, you know, Island comics like are a little more like handicapped on the on the on the experience front because you know there are fewer places to do it whereas in like Halifax you can do three four five mics a week or whatever yeah that's because you hear about like um yeah I guess New York comics LA comics talking about oh I'll hit like two spots a night yeah and you can like really build material and, and get mileage under you and you can you could test different audiences and get different, you know, moods, flavors. Like yeah. it's, it's sometimes you'll have a room that's like split down the middle mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, people who are like, woo, they're there for everything. And then yeah. the other side of the room, you have people who are just kind of drawing back. They don't really want to engage, but they're like, it's almost like they're self-conscious about it, laughing. Yeah. And it's like. You almost need like that it's first weird... person to, to laugh, to kind of get yeah. them going. I've done that before too, which I find fascinating. Like if someone's up and I'll, often there's like a joke that uh, maybe it didn't hit for most people at first, but then I kind of, it hits me and I'll just start, <laughs> I <just> start <laughs> laughing. And then more people over the side, a few will start laughing more. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it is funny. It's like it's a permission thing. You need to. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And island audiences, it's been said, are a little more reserved. Like. It's, I don't know, this is kind of like the... That's, I, and I, I find almost the exact opposite. And, I mean, I guess because I've only ever done rooms in Charlottetown, yeah. which is like a university city, essentially. So it's a lot of like people from outside of PEI and a lot of young people. So it seems to be a very, like where I would expect and assume in PEI would be a lot of like kind of um, farmers, a lot of conservative small town people. Yeah. At least in Charlottetown it, it seemed like a really young crowd, very liberal, very... Charlottetown is a little more varied, but I like I've done some stuff outside of Charlottetown and it's like it's whatever, it's just a different kind of audience and it's yeah. just, you gotta kind of meet people with like don't bring Batman to well, <laughs> you know the middle of the they don't give a shit like but, but that being said though and this is something I've noticed in my like outside of comedy work because I'm I'm originally from Vancouver I like <laughs> leave Vancouver to come to PEI to make your name in entertainment yes obviously um you but, went the opposite route. I respect that. Yeah, I, I yeah. try to go against the grain. Yeah, you're going uphill. Yeah, I like yeah. the challenge. It builds you. Yeah. Um, but I was I was like planning to come here, open a acupuncture clinic, 
And I'm like, oh god, nobody's gonna know what acupuncture is. Like, I would like horribly judgmental of like island people being completely ignorant, never being further east than Toronto. Yeah. And I got here, and I I had started up a a clinic in Crapo, and not realizing how far from Charlottetown that was. Right. Because uh, like in Vancouver, you drive for forty five minutes and you're in Vancouver. Yeah. I I got here. I was driving and then driving and then driving and then oh here we are and you miss it but i met a bunch of people through through acupuncture out there who were just completely blew my perception of islanders and and kind of smaller town people like out of the water like everybody didn't matter the age i was seeing like younger people older people and They've either all had acupuncture or knew somebody who had acupuncture. Very open to alternative health care. Mm. Maybe because there is no health care, so you need to find it where where you can get it. Yes, there you go. But um, Sick no, burn. They, Election they, season. Yeah, exactly. Vote, everybody. Uh, we'll Peter yes. Bevan Bacon next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, no, it's and then and then I started working at my current office, which deals primarily with veterans, so like military vets. And I again came in with these like preconceived notions of what they would be like, and like ultra masculine, hyper like, uh, yeah. and it's been there's a I mean a little bit of that, but generally the sweetest kindest guys yeah it's yeah it's been a really humbling and honoring yeah. like uh, i don't want i i want to go back and like i don't want to like insinuate that they're like the audiences are bad they're not it's just like there's there's we get a lot of variety yeah with our audiences here sometimes it they're there for it sometimes they're not quite there for it but that's up to us to yeah. kind of you know Jog them a little and yeah, start, exactly. you know, bring them into it. Like, don't be so, like, it kind of tests us to kind of, uh, you know, stress, 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 stretch those muscles yeah. and kind of, you know, be a little more fluid on your feet. Kind of, you know, oh, this isn't working. Try this over here. Don't, you know, get up in your head about it and like, whatever. So for a long time, I was like, if it didn't work, I was just like, ah. Oh. Yeah. I would I would just crater in my head and and then the rest of whatever set I'm doing would just fall to shit because um, like I'm just self-critical anyway yeah. so that's just as soon as I get a like a thread I'll start pulling on it and start sabotaging myself. Oh, um, it's oh! As soon as you start doubting, yeah. you're done. Oh, they smell yeah. fear, which yeah. is which is another kind of challenging aspect of this performance art. Um, try not to let them rattle you if it's if it's not going so well like, yeah and you know I'm still working on that because I'm a very I'm, I have like an anxiety disorder yeah. and I'm a depressive person anyway <laughs> so it's like uh, that's not a good mix for this probably but it's also maybe the best mix I yeah don't, I don't know that's for the therapists and the psychiatrists <laughs> to decide I'm I, I have no no expertise here it, but yeah I I've, like, because I come from a, at least in comedy, a, an improv background. So, like, all throughout high school into my, like, early 20s, it's, excuse me, been all improv. So I, I really kind of, like, I haven't done it yet, but part of me just wants to go up on stage with absolutely nothing prepared. Yeah. And just see what, see what happens. That's a risky one. I know. I know. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I do remember uh, one time uh, I have an improv joke where I uh, I kind of take a shot at improvers, and I yeah. didn't know you did improv, and you were there that night, and uh, so I did this joke, and you were laughing, you were having a great time, mm-hmm. and afterwards someone said, you know, he he does improv. I'm like, oh fuck, oh, bunch of nerds, oh, bunch oh, of nerds. He's gonna he's gonna like kidney punch me on the way out. <laughs> uh, because it was a pretty rough job. Well, yeah, it was fine, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, I love improvers. Yeah. All you improvers out I, there. I don't know. I love you all. And and I like it's I don't wanna be the spokesperson for improv, but I'm like I, I think everybody's everybody knows. Yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. Like it's so like I'm speaking from a place where at least I've dabbled in it a little. Like I it's I and like there are different levels of it. Like there's the whose line is it anyway? Where it's like I, you can walk into any room on any stage and and have a show for an hour with nothing prepared, and, and it's natural. Yeah. But then there's and I think that's where the jokes come from is the like collegiate improv teams where it's it's like borders on the edge of pantomime and yeah. it's so almost too theatrical and like. All right, guys, let's... Okay, all right, give me a... Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually working on a joke where I'm like, yeah, I started in improv, but there's no girls in it, so I got into stand-up, and there's no girls in it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know why it kind of... Like, because you'd think that would be a, a skill, like being able to improv would be a skill that makes you more popular I think it might I think it probably couldn't hurt with developing like crowd work skills yeah which, which I don't really have mm -hmm. and so it's again this is one of those areas where I, I'm always trying to I don't do it a lot but I, I try to do a little more of it now and then when I kind of feel the opportunity where I can kind of you know poke fun at this guy in the front yeah. row or I can reference the drop glass that someone just did over there. Like, just something small. Like, I'm not... Yeah. Like, I, admi I, I, I just admire... Like, there's a lot of comics here who are very good at just reacting and, yeah. like, weaving whatever just happened. Something somebody said, they shouted out, and they just, like, took it and just, Riff. like, put it into their stuff and kept going. And yeah. it's just like, how do they do that? Like, I'm still... I'll still kind of just be flustered, like... Wow. Okay, well that happened, <laughs> and I'll just keep going. But that has to be like it, yeah. it. It's it has to be in their DNA. Like that's something you. I don't know how you learn that. Like it has to be in you. You gotta do it. Yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta learn it by doing it. Um, and there's no way you can do it unless you like get in an awkward situation where you're telling a joke and someone fucks with you, or or you know people are talking over at the bar or whatever. Like the last, uh, I don't know if it was last week. At the Baba's show, Rat Tails, shout out to that. Shout out to Brittany Rat Tails. Uh, Brittany it. Campbell um, has been doing just the best job oh, of, yeah. of, again, raising awareness of comedy here and getting people to come out. Like, oh, the buzz is, is real. It's, yeah, the it's, room's never been busier or better. No, it's it's like packed every week. It's like, it continues to astonish me. But uh, with that comes more raucous crowds sometimes and like there was <laughs> I was doing a bit where I was trying I was trying out something new and I was like going through it and I was just kind of feeling my way through it and then somebody's cell phone went off and I'm like yeah. it's like and then yeah and then and then my cell phone went off and it was like oh so horrible and I just kept going and like it, it was fine but it was like you know someone who's like has more experience and is way better than me which is a lot of people uh, they would have taken that and rolled it into something super funny. Could have got a good five minutes oh, out yeah. of it. Yeah. They could have done the rest of the set on that person's cell phone and killed yeah. and walked off without doing any more jokes. But I'm like, no, no, I'm determined. Whatever. But, yeah, so I have a lot of weak points that I'm still trying to... <laughs> I'm I mean, still trying to run through them. I'm still trying to iron them out and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I so. mean, the like that's the other thing is, like, I... Uh, to go back to kind of what I first was like, public speaking is literally the scariest thing for a majority of people. It is for me, and I don't know why I started. Honestly, I, <laughs> to answer your earlier earlier question, yeah, I don't know why I started. Like I agreed to do yeah. it. I couldn't tell you the answer to that. I think it was because strength in numbers. It's like I wasn't yeah. the only one. Yeah, true. I hadn't decided on my own to go up and just face the onslaught myself it was a group of people I'm like well listen if I fucking fail at least they're gonna be okay like they're gonna do it like they're whatever they're probably not as hung up as I am on failing or whatever so I, I think it's just yeah. doing it right Safety like numbers like 
I don't think comedians are. Well, I was gonna say they're they're not like masochistic, but uh, maybe um, <laughs> you'd be surprised. you'd be surprised. <laughs> and but like they're they're no more like wanting to humiliate themselves. In you'd, you'd be, be surprised. surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to like anybody that wants to to try stand up for the first time. You don't have to be special. Anybody can get up. Like you're you just because you're scared, yeah, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's probably a good reason to do it. Like there's a lot of people. I'm sure everybody in their life has people they know that are the funniest fucking people they've yeah. ever met. And they wonder why they don't do that mm -hmm. or whatever, and then they would never think to do it. Um, and it's 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 literally just doing it. Like there's so many people I know who are way funnier than me, but have never gotten on a stage. And it's literally just that I went up. Like I have a I have a friend of mine who I chat with like every other every day, and uh, they are no joke. Like the the driest, the funniest dry comedian that I've ever met. They have no idea how fucking funny yeah. they are. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, they write and and they 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 churn out stories and stuff that are that are you know that encapsulates that talent, which is good. They're expressing it some way, which is that would be a waste if they didn't yeah. capitalize it on some fashion. But I'm like, man, if you just set yourself to doing it and like. And just got up one night and yeah. just did it. Like they would fucking kill. And uh, like I've said it before to them, and they just laughed it off. I'm like, yeah, I'd never do that. I'm yeah. like, listen, that's what I said. I um, it's it's a bit of yeah. a, I guess like any kind of art form. There's like different nuances to it, right? Like writing versus stand up, or even like written comedy ver or scripted comedy versus stand-up comedy versus improv comedy mm. it's they all have like tweaks i think stand-up often is a combination of those things okay like to keep it more fluid you kind of have to have some improv skills yeah but you're still trying to stay on script yeah which may not necessarily be a word for word i gotta recite this entire thing yeah like i hear jerry seinfeld does that which is insane to me like yeah apparently he picks out every word and he like he collates every word down to the granular like whatever. It, it's an act it's an act it, yeah there is no room for whatever he's a very controlling person that way but hey listen I've worked for him. I worked for him, so whatever. Good for you, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need our approval. Yeah, yeah listen, we're gonna we're gonna critique Jerry. Yeah. Like, how can that kid get better? Listen, I think you could achieve better heights if you just did this, Jerry. Listen, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to the Red Island Boys. Uh, <laughs> we know what we're talking about, but I mean, they're different. There's no right or wrong way, but I find that it's often it is a mix of those things. Like, yeah. Because improv can kind of keep you a little looser, keep you whatever, not necessarily wedded to, you know, your lines religiously to the point where if you you will get flustered or lost if you if you got cut off in that line, yeah. somebody's cell phone went off or whatever, and couldn't find your way back. Like that's when it's a little detrimental uh, when you're trying to follow a script. But yeah. um, if you kind of blend the two and kind of just are open to organically trying to get your material out but you know maybe there's not a right or wrong way to do it it's it's almost um, like it's uh, the more you can make it seem like it's just off the top of the dome yes the the better because i it's like an agreed illusion that the audience and the comic have <clears throat> where like oh we're just having a conversation yeah. like we're oh this isn't a prepared Script. This isn't stuff I've been working on for six months. I'm just having all of these thoughts. I find that you know everybody hates hecklers, and I see yeah. things. Are, <laughs> but uh, I find, in a weird way, hecklers are kind of a good bellwether as to yeah. whether you're succeeding or not as a comic. Like what you're saying. Like if you're if you're um, creating such a successful illusion of conversation and whatever, you'll have people 
want to converse lose themselves it's like yeah i remember my friend did that and then yeah. the, and then that's when the comic comes out of it and it's just like uh that's awesome don't care and, uh, and then I, they'll keep and then it kind of breaks it but it's like oh yeah yeah, we're not here to participate. I, I love that, like, seeing somebody, like, initially, like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's have a little bit of a talk. And then they keep talking, and it just kind of, their, like, annoyance just creeps and <laughs> it's like, start yeah, twitching. Sometimes you can open a door, and, you know, yeah. oftentimes it's fine. Like, you just, you can humor them for a second or two, or just... Just let them kind of get it out of their system for a sec, and then yeah. go off. And then some people just take it to oh, whatever. No, like spatial awareness. Yeah, you kind of just gotta judge it. And I've seen <laughs> one situation that comes to mind again. I won't say it was involved or whatever, yeah. but it's very good comic, and uh, <laughs> just addressed something that was just there mm -hmm. with a person, and then like you know, invited a certain something to happen and that person took it seriously and like went up and anyway, it was I'm like, oh my god. Was, uh, They're gonna get Will so Smith. <laughs> roasted. And they did, which was great. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but uh Yeah, what were we talking about again? Hecklers. Uh, oh, I hecklers. brought up hecklers, yeah. but um what were you saying before that? Because I lost my way. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but um, this is a good learning opportunity. It's a good learning opportunity. How op do we shift and find our way back to the river? Well, exactly, right? Yes. And then I guess yeah, we are improving here today. We are not. This is not a scripted conversation. Dialogue. The illusion is real. Each other? Yeah. Um, actually, no, I was going to say as well that because you're an author. I as, am. As well. Yes. So how do you. How do you because obviously you're drawn to creative output, creative release. How do you find they kind of compare and contrast? Do they both fill the same needs for you? Um, I would say comedy is... Um, it gives you more immediate gratification. Because mm. if you come up with something, you can kind of go the next week to the open mic or whatever and just throw it out there. Yeah. And you can get the audience reaction to it whereas I'm writing like my current novel I'm maybe a little less than halfway through it um it's a lot of work I put into it and I don't know when or if anybody's gonna actually yeah. see it read it or whatever it all depends on really if anybody bites some publishing yeah. or whatever that's that's been a big thing that's kind of interesting because I want to write a book as yes. well like that whole like everybody's got a novel in them Kind of thing they just don't do it yeah but um hat because you've written two two full novels yeah. now how how did you go from i guess idea of i want to write a novel to actually doing the work to getting it published or did you go in that order um <clears throat> so before i started writing novels i wrote um Screenplays. That's okay. typically what I. That was basically what I focused most on. Yeah. Which was a super pipe dream, but whatever. I, I fell in love with like movies and screenwriting, so I'm like, fuck it, that's that's my thing. Yeah. So I did that for a long time, and I wrote a bunch of scripts, features, feature scripts, and like taught myself the craft, and like just yeah, grinded that out for a number of years, and then, um, <clears throat> I I don't I can't remember how it came about, but I got the notion that I wanted to kind of diversify a little bit okay give myself a better chance of maybe getting one of these stories out and so I'm like okay I have let's say five six whatever scripts um, I'm gonna take one of them and I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the spine of it because yeah. it's all there I have my dialogue for the most part whatever I just have to flesh it out and like you know expand yeah. on it give backstory character thoughts all that kind of stuff which is yeah. a whole other skill set I, I guess so yeah well you think you're like people like Tolkien who have like appendices upon appendices of exactly like it was building. just like a blueprint to go off of because a script is basically just your your lean clean cut what you're gonna see and hear on the screen and that's how you tell a story you don't get into character thoughts you don't get into all that stuff it's all surface whatever it's a skeleton of the story which is perf kind of perfect for uh, like a novel. You just take that and you're like, okay, well, let's flesh this scene out. All right, these two characters are talking, but how did they come to that scene? How, how did they get, you know, that kind of thing. So like, I looked over my scripts 
and uh, my spy thriller, which is kind of like a Canadian James Bond yeah. type thing, seemed like it was the easiest translatable story. This is Crimson Crimson Co- Zero. Crimson Zero. Available on Amazon.ca. Yeah, I, tell, yeah we're Tell the people. Uh, yeah, Crimson Zero and its sequel, which I published in 2021, uh, Die Today, Live Tomorrow, which is very Bondian. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very bondage. Uh, very bondage. Won't say if there's actual bondage in it, but you, you have to read it. You have to read it to find out. Um, a lot of violence. Um, so, so I had this script that I wrote in 2007, I think, and then I made the decision around that year or the year after 2008. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to do something. Yeah. And I picked that one, and then that was the end of 2008. And I just took the script and I just translated it and. You know, did the whole thing that I just mentioned, like, and, and I belted that out in about three months, four months, like April two thousand nine is when I finished it, and then I just kind of had it in a drawer for years, and then I uh, <clears throat> I met a guy who's uh, he's kind of a local filmmaker, and we were like working on some short film stuff, <clears throat> and I was over at his place, and I found this book. It was just laying on the floor, and it was like this short book but it was like cover I'd never seen before I'm like what the fuck and I saw his name on it I'm like like, oh shit you got a book yeah he's like yeah yeah he's like I'm like how'd you do that he's like well I just published through Amazon I'm like get the fuck out of town yeah he's like yeah yeah whatever and like could you do that for me like I don't know how to do it but do you know how to do it he's like yeah 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 so he hooked me up with the the Amazon publishing thing and uh, designed I don't know designed the cover for him but like he got the cover done he yeah. fucking did the whole thing so I published that in 2013 for nothing it didn't sell anything yeah. but whatever it was out there I'm like yeah I did it yeah <laughs> that's half the battle right yeah. it's just doing the thing yeah and yeah. then I um, and then in 2016 uh, I got in touch with another I don't know if you call them vanity publishers. Like, I needed okay. to pay something for some of the, co- the cover work or whatever. Okay. To kind of reissue it. Yeah. And so I published it again through them. And then I published through again through them for the sequel. And now they're kind of um, together on Amazon as like a series or whatever. So, yeah. For this next book, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But um, is it is it in the same... Like oh no no trilogy no. or something no, brand new? No, I, I'm doing something completely different. I'll do that. I'll cap that trilogy off at some point. Probably. Okay. I'll spend some time away from it. My main character will have some time to season. Yeah. Because uh, you know shit happens at the end of that second book. It's okay. just like whoa, this changes everything. So it's like, give him a few years, see what happens. How the world changes. The spy thriller. I kind of didn't want to just do that again. Yeah. Because the world's gone insane. <laughs> I'm like I'm. <laughs> Geopolitics and I, 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 listen. Look at the world. I'm not yeah. doing that right now. Like I need to <laughs> let let the story unfold around you, and then <sighs> yes, let whatever needs to settle settle. Because by the end of that second book, like I was folding in a lot of current events, and then things changed, and I had to rewrite some stuff in real time. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm, then my next thing is is basically a. Uh, uh, we call it a grim dark epic fantasy which is okay. not necessarily like magic driven and all that kind of stuff yeah. it's very you know grounded for lack of a better word um, uh, and uh, it's kind of inspired by like Game of Thrones that kind of thing because I fell in love with that show yeah um, I still haven't seen it fell kind of out of love a little bit well, in the final years but whatever um, I, but House I, of the Dragon is back and I fucking love it again I, um, I I initially and I guess I haven't changed from it but I wanted to read all the books mm. before I watch it so I'm probably never going to watch it so <laughs> you, did you read them all? I've all the ones that are published okay. to this point so the, I did after the first season because I, I didn't see that coming Yeah, and I won't spoil yeah. it here in case anybody who hasn't it's seen like it a ten-year-old show. You should. I'm still. There's some of those people. I know you're out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, something happens at the end of that season, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened? Yeah. What? No, I was so upset by that. After I'm like, "Fuck this series." I went and got the books. I'm like, "He's not doing that to me again." It's and, but it, I read every the book. time he does it to me again, like three times. I'm like, uh, "Oh, George, I love you so much." Yeah. 
shout out to George R. R. Martin, who's definitely if you're gonna, watching, yeah, you know. watch and listen to this in between blogging and not finishing his next book. Yeah, finish the goddamn <laughs> book. He's not finishing that. He's got he's got he's got movies to screen. Yeah, it's important things. Um, so yeah, so I was inspired to a large degree by that. It was a genre that was completely different to what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, there's some elements of like spy stuff, like medieval, sure, you know, warlord type shit. Yeah, which is a different kind of spy thriller, but there are elements. But I mean, generally, it's a very different thing, yeah. and it's not time sensitive, which I. I love. I could spend as long as I want on this. This yeah. world exists over here, mm-hmm. and whatever happens there is not contingent on whatever happens in our world. Right. So that was kind of one of the ingredients with that kind of made me want to dive headfirst into this new world. And yeah. so, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. So it's kind of interesting that I'm I'm focusing on that as a genre, which is dark and grim and sometimes heartbreaking and bloody and and very serious and then uh, and then I and I shift over here and do comedy which is I guess you kind of need that balance eh? I guess yeah yeah gotta feed the darkness you yeah. know I, yeah. yeah cause like I was saying like there's there's so and I don't want to say darkness like I'm I'm helping people go get through things that oh no have I've effect. adopted the dark <laughs> <laughs> I'm good here I was born here yeah. yeah. <laughs> molded by it um, yeah, yeah, and then and then to you know jump into a, a world of of pain on stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean so, the darkness still slips in from time to it's time. It's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere. Like it's never gonna leave yeah. me. So you know, it's a good way to. It's a good outlet either way, com- comedy or having a sword fight where somebody gets their head cut off. Yeah. You know, it's, it just depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you and I don't know if you've written enough books to, like, know, but, like, are you, do you, do you pretty much stick with one story at a time, and, like, from start to finish, or do you jump, to, do you try to, like, work on a second, um... Oh, uh, no, not, not long, long form. If it's long form, I'm sticking to the yeah. one, one book, but I do do short stories in between. Like, I recently s- submitted to Battle Tales, okay. which is held by the, the Writers Guild. And uh, basically, they release three prompts that you have to use in your story. That sounds very. It's a, it's a cool. Too. It's a <laughs> yeah. cool content. It really puts you like, oh shit! Because as soon as it drops on, uh, on at midnight on the Saturday, uh, they release the prompts, and you have exactly one week to come up with a story, and you have to write those prompts in somehow. And um, yeah, so I finished that on Friday. And right now I'm kind of trying to brainstorm some ideas for the ILAs, the Island Literary Awards, because uh, <laughs> found this out a couple of years back. Uh, so I had this story that I wrote for Battle Tales, and uh, since I had the story, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do the ILAs too. And so I submitted to Battle Tales, and then shortly after that I submitted to ILAs, which deadline is pretty much the month after or whatever. So I had the story in both, and then I won Battle Tales. Oh shit! <laughs> and come to find out, if you win Battle Tales, since it's affiliated with Writers Guild, it's the yeah. same thing. You can't qualify for the ILAs, and so I had to. I was disqualified basically. Oh, so like, oh, fuck! Yeah. Like I was really proud of the story. I wanted to win twice if I could. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I I I got into one. Thing Battle Tales, that's fine. ILAs, I might not hit it, but we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, I'll do a bunch of short stuff in yeah. between as I write the book. I'll just go back and forth. Like that's cool. Yeah. That's that's really. So me and my writers group, we um, we meet just over across the street to Bar Nineteen Eleven. Let's plug them while we're at it, I guess. Uh, Island local business. Island uh, local business. Uh, also we, does that great comedy night hosted by Tanya Nicole. Yes, shout out to Tanny. Um, <laughs> So we meet there every month uh, to kind of keep ourselves honest uh, and to drink. Yes, well, of course. It, and eat, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and we basically have an accountability where we go around the tables, like, what did everybody do this month? Whatever. And then um, it kind of gives me something to aim for with my book because I'm like, okay, the meeting's in four weeks. <sighs> I have, like, three chapters I want to get through, or four if I can manage it. Let's see if I can do that before the meeting and I can say, I got four chapters done. Yeah. I'd rather that than I got nothing done this month. So it gives me some motivation. And uh, typically, 
we kind of got into this thing where we kind of challenged ourselves to um, come up with short stories because we put out a short story anthology every year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's called Gift Horse. Yeah. Uh, there's five of them out now. Our latest one just came... Actually... <laughs> All right. So we have the regular anthology. There's five of those. Gift Horse 1, there's Gift Horse 2, Regifted. Yep. Gift Horse 3, Episode 3, Revenge of the Gift. Uh, Gift Horse 4, Tokyo Gift. <laughs> uh, Gift Horse 5, High Plains Gifter. Um, but this year, or last year I guess now, uh, we did something a little different. We uh, put together an entirely different collection that kind of was a companion piece to the regular anthology. And it was entirely erotica. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's called Gift Horse After Dark, nice. and we we promoted it as like a stocking stuffer. If you want to hear about read about people getting their stocking stuffed, uh, <laughs> this is the gift for you. So it is also on Amazon. Uh, go get Gift Horse After Dark. <laughs> um, How yeah. many stories are in it? Uh, they vary, but typically we go to maybe two hundred pages between one hundred and. 600 okay. to 200 pages, roughly. You know, some are longer than others. But yeah. the second one was, I think, is our longest. Fifth one, maybe. I don't know. They're not super long, but they're, they're Good super short. readable. Nice. I totally get them. That's awesome. Might size snacks for the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. They, they don't come out with good toilet readers these no, days. No, these anymore. are very good for that. Yeah, everybody's got their phone now. Oh, yeah. Just take one of those in, in there with you instead. It's yeah. way better. Get back to back to basics. Who needs Twitter when you got After Dark? Um, I um, yes. I was I was. You mentioned um, doing like. Uh, doing that almost like a contest like the you get the prompts and then you have to yeah um write write a story based on it that reminded me of um something i got involved in back in high school which was um destination imagination i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's a creative problem solving contest at at the um High elementary, high school, collegiate, and I guess master's levels, yeah. and it's like worldwide, and they have different like types of teams. There are um, like there's improv teams where you have to make up everything on the spot, and then there are the other other level where you have I think it's like three or three or five months to develop um, either a skit or a uh, an answer to the problem they give you with. It's like a sandbox. Kind of like a sandbox yeah. creative thing. It, and it like really helped kind of shape my creative mindset. Right. Um, they, they give you, if you're in the, the regular like six month to prepare group, uh, a problem that you have to solve. Mm. And you have to... I, we always did it in a in a sketch because we were all wanted to be actors and stuff. So we it was always a sketch, but then you had to build like it became like manual as well. You had to build a machine that had to do a thing. You had to create an entire thing to answer this question. Yeah, and you were allowed to ask the judges like a certain amount of questions mm. based on their problem, but the 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 key was if if they haven't said you can't then you can so you you almost want to ask them less questions because it broadens what you can do oh, okay and then and then the improv team would be they give it to you like an hour before and then you have to figure out okay like, that would be such a a cool thing to get it like a team together for it's a good here. mind exercise yeah because i find creativity when it boils down to it like mechanically it's just problem solving yeah like you know people ask that stupid question which is where do you get your ideas when you're yeah a book or a story or something like i don't know it's like i mean it came to me and then i had a, a problem how do i get from a to b yeah how does this character uh, starting here how do they end up over here 
I don't know. Like it's a you got to find your way through yeah. it. You know, you got to you know explore and and um, tinker around and like figure out who your characters are and. Do you like you almost get yeah. lost in the world of your characters? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Ugh, that's like <clears throat> such a dream to me. I think <laughs> kids are calling. What are they calling it on on TikTok? Um, I'm not familiar with this uh, with this uh, ch- it, this child's app. This TikTok. <laughs> this TikTok. It's 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 mostly just videos of me dancing. Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> You know what? You've sold me. All right. Well, yes. Load her up. I it, will. What do they call it? shifting? Shifting. There's shifting. this like, and I I've only seen it from the peripherals, so I'm completely paraphrasing. If you are a shifter, um, don't come at me, bro. But um, it's it's where you through a complicated series of meditation techniques you. You shift into a parallel universe, um, sometimes but not always related to Harry Potter or um, One Direction, and then you—that's the scale. That's the yeah scale. Okay. And you live in this world for periods of time, and then you come back. Do you get chastised by Professor Snape? Uh, Those are the After Dark episodes. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Alan Rickman's mellifluous tones. Oh God! Nothing Make us gets drift into an erotic sleep. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. <clears throat> I had an idea for a bit where I just took up a, like some kids' book, like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Just read it as Alan Rickman. Clifford the <laughs> Big Red Dog was giant and crimson of hue. <laughs> It'd be ugh, oh, I, I honestly like. I think if you could get the the proper length of book. Oh, yeah. You could go through the entire thing, and and have it cycle from funny to unfunny to funny a few times. I think you're describing my uh, my my comedy acts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're never funny. Um, uh, they're sad. Um, they're, they're just crying. Yeah, just, are they crying tears of laughter? No. 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 Well, just the other comedians, we just feel sorry for them, and everyone else in the audience is just confused. Yep, that's... that's Why is this grown man crying? That's Baba's for me every every Monday. Um, Come for everyone else, though. Everybody watching this. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Anyway, yes. Sorry. What were we talking about? Oh, God. I brought Um, Alan Rickman into it, and then everything just fell apart. TikTok. TikTok. Something like TikTok. Shifting, yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh Uh-huh. It, um, I, yeah, it was something about God. I can't remember. It's probably not going to be worth remembering. Well, the only shifters I recognize are on True Blood, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> ended quite a few years ago. That's that's an old person's show oh, now. Did you did you see <clears throat> that they're rebooting Quantum Leap? I did. I never watched the show, but I've heard of it. And um, apparently, they're going to pick up. It's going to be like a requel yeah. thing, right? They're yeah. Going to pick up with, with whoever the hero was in the. I I never watched Quantum Leap, Quantum but Leap. I was did. That Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I never even watched it. I I watched the the off brand version, which was Sliders. Oh, I remember that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I watched it, but. I, had, I saw a lot of previews for it on, like, the Space Channel and stuff. Yeah. Never watched it, but it always looked kind of cool. Looked, I'm like, all right. I, I've always liked the the off-brand version. So I also watched Viper, which was, I guess, the off-brand Knight Rider. Oh, my God. I've never heard of that one. It, is, is, that, is that Canadian? I, I that might explain know, honestly, a lot, it might be. I'm Canadian or British? You know, some of those go under the radar, especially oh the Canadian ones. Yeah. Oh, you remember my secret identity? My secret identity. You may no. be too young for that one. I might be. Yeah. Well, how old are you? Thirty-three this year. 33. In June. Okay. You might have just just missed it. Yeah, that's possible. TV-wise, the generations. Uh, I've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> they're often a decade apart. Like. Yeah. I just know that. Uh, uh, like I missed the whole. <clears throat> like I grew up mainly in the '90s. Yeah, that was my formative time. So like, I missed the whole uh, the Cosby Show thing, which <laughs> bullet dodged there. Um, like, I didn't 
fuck, I never found him funny anyway. So like, yeah. So that was good. <laughs> and then, uh, um, so like, but my 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 thing was like Fresh Prince, yeah, and uh, Family Matters and The Simpsons. Those were my block. Okay. On, uh, on like weeknight weekdays when I came home from school, so those were my my uh, sitcoms. <clears throat> my sitcoms, growing up, I think I would have like, you know, honestly, I think I a lot of it was X Files and Law and Order. I had a twisted child. Oh, twisted child. But you learn about justice. I learned how to get away with murder. But mostly justice. But mostly right? justice. Yeah. I know it's bad. Yeah. You shouldn't want to. Yeah. But I could. Yeah. You learn the difference between justice and revenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Like, yeah. This is. Like it came out. Christopher Maloney. Show you the way. <clears throat> Christopher Maloney. Love that guy. I, Shout out to Christopher Maloney. Who's if you're listening watching to this and watching this right now, um, this is Viper. It came out in 1994. Okay. Um, it. Country of origin. Uh, Canada. Is it Canada? I think, I think it's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where were they oh, wait, broadcasting that? Hold on. An American action adventure television series oh. about a special United States task force set up by the federal government to fight crime in the fictional city of Metro City, California, Metro which is city. perpetually under siege from one crime wave after another, as they are like to do. Um, the weapon used by this task force is an urban assault vehicle that masquerades as a Dodge Viper. <laughs> does it talk like Kit? I, I believe it does, yeah. Does it have a killer theme song? I, I don't remember it. I really hope it... I think it does. I think it's very... It was very... Um, I think this was like... It was Terminator-inspired. It was very, like, sleek chrome. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did it have, like, a heartbeat theme theme music? God, I want to find boom, it. Boom, 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 I want to find it. Boom, 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 boom. Starring... I don't know if you know James McAfee. James McAfee? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe if I saw his face. He is the first one listed. Um, he was the voice of Max Payne in the Max Payne video game. Is he also the one who gave his squinched little wincing face to the character model? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, deep cut. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who that person is. I, I don't even I know don't either, show honestly, is. and I watched the show, so... Oh, my God. I remember a lot of those shows that a lot of people don't remember. Like, Do you uh, remember Xena and Hercules, the, the power block of oh, Greek mythology? Oh, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? He was. Holy was shit. he Hercules? No, was... Kevin Sorbo was Hercules. Oh, Sorbo. Fuck yeah. that guy. Um, and then I think... I think... I think... Lunatic. Um, uh, he, he was in Xena as the the male protagonist. Sorbo was? No, um, Ryan Gosling. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think he was... I thought he was young Hercules. Oh, he might have been... Yeah, I, don't, I never watched that. I fell, I fell out of love with the series after yeah. they got rid of. Sorbo. And then you went on to Breaker High. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's the that's the Ryan Gosling arc of the universe right there. <laughs> we go from that. Did, Breaker Mickey High Mouse Club, right to the Believer. Yeah, <laughs> and all roads lead to La La Land. Uh, all roads lead to La La Land. Yeah. that's right. That's true. Um, Shout out to uh, Damien Chazelle, who's definitely listening and or watching this right now. And and Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling. He's probably not. But we'll shout him out anyway. Yeah. Um, he, he, if you want to be on, yeah, uh, you can come to PEI and Woo. we can have some cider. Yeah. Well, we'll assume you're in Canada, Ryan. Yeah. We think you're proud Canadian. I, I think, think so. All the Ryans flock he, to, to Canada. Yeah. Or, or, we have or, a lot of... Or, or originate here. Ryan yeah. Delant. Gosling, yeah, Reynolds. I mean, I mean, I'm exactly like those. You are, exactly. you are. Exact. There's virtually no difference between the Ryans. So that's your name's Ryan, and you're Canadian. What more do you want? Yeah, I mean, uh, there are no other qualifiers. That's all you need. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's funny. I did an interview with for my uh, my sequel book uh, with the uh, the publisher I'm with. Uh, like they have this arm, social media arm or marketing arm, whatever. Yeah, where they do some. Stuff for you, and like one of them is an author interview for <clears throat> the website they have, and uh, uh, so one of their questions was, uh, "Who do you see as if this were made into a book or, or a movie or a TV show? Who do you see as 
your main character. And I called out Ryan Gosling. I'm like, you're my dude. It's like, I, I'm like, seriously, this guy's so fucking good. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're Canadian, and you're, you, you can do action. You're a super spy. Do he, it. He like, owes it to you. Yes, literally. Yeah. You yeah. you wrote it for him. I did, kind of. I'm yeah. like, the dude fits the the bill for yeah. what this is. So I'm like, yeah. I I think we're in. You know, we're we're in a dry spell of spy thriller movies. There was a heyday like not that long ago, but a lot of them are coming out on um, a series now. Like there's the Jack oh. Ryan series. Oh, with another Krasinski. Ryan. Shout yeah. out to Jack Ryan, who's fictional and definitely not watching or listening to this right now. Um, but John Krasinski might be. John Krasinski. We know you're out there. Yeah. You may um, not be Canadian, but I'll allow it. Yes. It's a yeah. technicality, but we'll overlook <laughs> it for you, Jim. Um, yeah, so there's that, and then there was this. There's this new one that's coming out with uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, fuck. Citadel. It's called Citadel. Oh, I've heard. Is that Amazon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked pretty good from the trailer. Might see that. Yeah. And then he's also in another thing called Bodyguard for Netflix, which was, I think, it only ran for oh. one season, but it was pretty good. Um, so I mean, a lot of that genre, I, th- I find, is is finding its way to, you know, episodic yeah. streaming. I guess people uh, are watching it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing really the market has for movies is, like, the Bond. Yeah. Series. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Would you see The Last Bond? No, I, I haven't seen any Bond since Casino Royale. <sighs> that's, I, like, my favorite of all time. The, it's in my top ten movies of all time. It's so fucking good. The, the one... No, it's not the one thing, but the the big thing that always I I enjoy about like Bond movies or spy movies mm. is how much they move around cause like you'll you'll get the like opening act of the show and they do their thing and then there's almost like a, a mini climax in the middle and you're like okay this is the end of the movie alright cool and then they move to a whole other country or something and you're like oh shit there's more movie and then I like get into it so here's a little trick of the trade for my spy thrillers okay uh i kind of plotted them that way yeah like a travelogue because I, I i love that too about the bond movies yeah where it's like okay and so i would like the first book i i couldn't even tell you how i landed on the countries i went to for the adventure to yeah hop boom 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 like it's globe it's a globe hopping thing that's what bond does so i'm like yeah. fuck that's what this guy does so like in that first book it's it bounces from like west africa to like it goes to Greece, London for a big chunk of the book, and then it goes to uh, um, Spain, the Costa Dorada in Spain. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how I landed on these necessarily. They just kind of came to, oh, that's a cool spot to go. Whatever. And I kind of just worked the story in around that. Like the bad guys end up here because that's where they're doing their deal. And blah, blah, blah. blah. And it, yeah. And I just. Pull the thread, and I follow from there, and I jump to whatever. And then the second book was probably a little more organic than that. Yeah, I kind of went more where the story was, mm-hmm. but I randomly started it in Vietnam, no particular reason. I just kind of had this notion of, oh, that'd be cool, like a cool setting for for that opening scene, because each each book kind of opens like a like a like a Bond movie, like it's yeah. a, it's a, a mission in a place that I've never been yeah. Uh, but I did a lot of research on all these places uh, f- for fictional purposes it was it was good enough I think and um, and you go through this mission that's kind of like this mini movie yeah and it has an ending and then you jump off to the main plot from there and you go for, to a bunch of different other places so it's like yeah that's kind of how I constructed of my spy thrillers, which is that's super awesome. It's so cheap and yeah. like just, but it, it works. Really, Why mess with a with a formula? Yeah, that I'm works, like, right? where would be a cool place to go, or what makes sense for this for this story, or whatever? And some things present themselves a little easier than others, and then yeah. sometimes, it, like the climax of the second book, takes place in Sardinia, like Italy. Yeah. I don't know. Again, don't ask Never me how been. I landed on that. <laughs> one. I just like not the 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 big Italian no like no. city, but nope, not Rome, not not no. I don't want to cut you off, but uh, should we uh, wrap up? Yeah, we 
there. All right, we're cool. wrapping up. Yeah, I think we're yeah. wrapping up. But that was awesome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll formally shake hands. Absolutely. For all the people to see that we're yep. in we a are court. friends, in fact, and we're friends <laughs> in, in fact. And I know his name is Adam. Um, is, I, I want to shout out as well Red Island Cider. We are they are graciously help, uh, letting us use their uh, tap room as our studio. Um, drinking. It helps if I'm drinking at the same time. Exactly. Continue. Loosens yes. everyone up. Um, one thing I wanted to do um, in each episode as a, as a segment is I wanted to have the guest do a little bit of an improv act and deliver a Red Island Cider ad. How would you sell the Red Island Cider your... Um, how do I like them apples? A lot. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Awesome. All right. And this thanks. is why I'm not in marketing. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for watching, guys. Um, did you want to uh, shout out any your website or where can people find you if they um, want to see you live? My or? website is ryangalantbooks.com. Awesome. And do you have any uh, dates coming up? Uh, I'm just going to the uh, Rat Tales open mic comedy show on Monday, as usual. So At uh, Bubba's Lounge. Bubba's Lounge at downtown 8 o'clock. Charlottetown. Every, every Monday. Every 8 o'clock. Come on out. Awesome. All right. Um, I will see you guys next time. And thanks for hanging with me, man. Awesome. <laughs>